0: friends welcome to another episode of the horror dads podcast you're joined by your hosts john and jamie this is episode 44 and we are in a special place right now where are we jamie
1: we're in my backyard camping right
0: and honestly we've this is the second time we've done this uh last time we did this we had a lot of listeners uh write in and say uh did you superimpose that sound (laughs) but this is real what you hear is nature yeah we're in the forest and to uh to paint a picture for you, we are covered by, are surrounded by, uh, pumpkin lights, uh, like orange Halloween-looking lights on Jamie's uh, covered back porch. A tent is constructed, uh, like twenty feet, uh, to the side of us. All four of our kids are sleeping in there right now. Uh, there's a fire behind us that's dying down. It's like sixty-three degrees outside right now. It's cool. Uh, we got a beer in hand. Jason Voorhees is jumping on my trampoline. Yeah, and it's Saturday the 14th. Jason's celebrating because he had a productive day yesterday. Letting off some steam.
1: (laughs) It's like, hey, it's almost 1 a.m., you fuck. Get off my trampoline. Waking the neighbors up. And given
0: the fact that the weather is cooling down and the holy month is almost upon us, uh, I guess these kiddos are going to be going back to school here soon, huh?
1: Yeah, they sure are. Um, Our lives will get... Maybe less or more shitty. Yeah, we'll see. By shitty, I just mean
0: more the rat difficult. race begins. Yeah, But that feeds into our episode theme today. It does. We're going to talk about... We're going back to school, baby. We are going back to school. And we're going to talk about the worst teachers in horror. Teach to leave their kids alone.
1: Oh man, I had this teacher named Mrs. Love in 3rd grade. Great Did you? name. She sounds like she would be wonderful. She
0: sucked. Well, yeah, let's let's do some real life horror. is that the worst teacher teacher that you've ever had?
1: Uh, probably not because in high school we had some old hags. Did you Right? Didn't we have a I think you had the same someone the same as me.
0: I my worst teacher was definitely in college. Oh, yeah. Intro to mass communications. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Huh. That was my worst teacher. She just was, like, real real tough, kind of, like, not for any uh, specific purpose, just, like, tough, just to be tough. Yeah. It's like, all right, we get it. Come
1: on. You call, Dude, college, you're right. College, you, you get some real shitters in there. Yeah.
0: You, honestly, I, you do. I had a Spanish
1: teacher that was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, well, um, if you're new to the show... Welcome, if you're returning, welcome back And uh, our format typically, we'll either do an interview uh, with someone Or you sometimes get just Jamie and I And today you get just Jamie and I You hit the jackpot Yeah, you got the jackpot Uh, So we're going to volley back and forth and discuss our favorite uh, Or no, the teachers we wouldn't want to have um, uh, That come from horror films So we're going to talk about that movie and and that teacher Uh, But before we do that, we're going to do our standard introductory stuff
1: yes we are uh what do you want to start with i guess we could both use the same family antic right which is uh camping out here with the kiddos uh they're all fast
0: asleep uh and we are in our little camping headquarters here yeah honestly it's uh and we're as soon as we get done wrapping this up we're probably gonna brush our teeth and then crawl in that tent and sleep in there next to those kids so this yeah it's been a fun day for sure um i do have another i guess like semi-family antic uh one of our uh, avid listeners, good good friends of ours uh, that we met through the podcast, Peter Sudol, uh, I think is is probably like this moment having his child, his first child. So, yeah, he uh, he's probably holding that little thing right now. Yeah. So, Peter, we hope we hope the little man uh, made it safely to the world. Um, and the uh, the horror fam's getting a little bigger. So, yeah. congrats, man, growing every day. Uh,
1: Congratulations, buddy.
0: Yeah, for for sure. What, uh, what, what have you been watching, man?
1: We had Friday the 13th yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so I always watch Saturday the 14th, which I did not watch today. Oh, you didn't? Uh, no, I haven't watched it, uh, which is sad. I've been with you all day, actually, in kids, so yeah. I had no chance to watch that one. Uh, but I watched Friday uh, Part 5, A New Beginning. I always kind of just... <laughs> I thought you were going to say I watched fr- Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I... I mean, I would watch Friday and next Friday, um, and I also, my new, like, go-to for Friday the 13th is I have to watch uh, that episode of Dawson's Creek called The Scare, which takes place on Friday the 13th and has a lot of, uh, you know, it, it does the, kind of an ode to Scream and yeah uh,
0: movies of that sort. Yeah.
1: So I love it. And uh, that's pretty much it for, how about you, did you do any uh, Friday the 13th watching?
0: Yeah, that's definitely what I have listed here. So, um, I started the day yesterday with the uh, the two thousand nine remake. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. then spicy. Yep, and then I hit reset and I put in the original. I, I dusted off my uh, my Screen Factory box set I bought last year, uh, so I watched the original and then the second one is what I kind of fell asleep um, watching last night. So oh, so
1: you fell asleep to part two? I fell asleep. I threw in uh, disc two of. Camp Crystal Lake uh,
0: memories Oh yeah dude such a good documentary yeah. If you guys haven't checked that out um, It's actually I think The special features On the Scream Factory uh, Box set I think that they take the installments From Crystal Lake Memories which is a documentary That was made uh, But the, the gritty details And the depth they go into They did such a comprehensive and fantastic job with that So it's really really good
1: Is that what the special features on the box set are? Just it,
0: c- part of it part
1: of it huh. is yeah interesting yeah even less of a reason to buy that box set
0: <laughs> well co- let's get Vincent DeSantis back on and then he'll uh, make us feel bad then and I'll be and, carrying and, one yeah. on each shoulder <laughs> like a boom box yeah. <clears throat> oh shit uh,
1: th- I'd be like say anything I would just be standing outside
0: <laughs> your window holding the box set <laughs> Dress, dressed in dressed just as Jason Voorhees yeah. <laughs> What uh? What are you wearing, man?
1: Oh, so I have. uh, Actually, we were watching uh, Trick or Treat just a minute ago. It just happened to be on HBO. Mm -hmm. Um, Threw on my Trick or Treat hoodie because we're in this sixty degree weather. What do you have under Uh, that? But I have the fog tee, the fog Ragland tee from uh, Cavity Colors on underneath. Yep. Which you gave me was a hand me down. Yeah. Because it was uh, too small for you for your broad shoulders i got
0: these muscly arms. So here
1: I am now with my noodle arms fitting right into it.
0: (laughs) Well, I have on my, uh, in honor of Friday the 13th and Saturday the 14th, I have my ghoulish Gary Pullen, um, uh, Jason Voorhees Part 3 mask tee on, and I also have my favorite article of clothing that I own over top of it, which is my Stay Evil hoodie uh, from Cavity Colors. So that's also my favorite article of clothing dude it's just the best it yeah, honestly
1: is it really like the summer is really sad for me because i can't wear it yeah. <laughs> so nights like this when you can capitalize i'm glad you threw it on i, I was gonna throw mine on i saw you had that it, i was like i'll mix it up
0: if it's 71 degrees outside i'm like yeah. oh i better yeah, get my yeah. uh, stay evil hoodie up yep <laughs> um what 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 you uh you've been buying anything Yes, sir So you had uh,
1: purchased the Part 8 Jason Takes Manhattan Vinyl When Waxwork Records released it a few months ago Artwork you by right on. Anthony Anthony Petri, Petri yep. Who we had right on the show immediately um, You picked that up I, for some reason, slacked You and I have every one I don't have Part 1 uh, You have all of them uh, I missed the reissue of Part 1 like a douche and uh, I was not gonna let this one slip through my fingers. So as soon as it was released uh, yesterday, I hopped on there and grabbed it. And uh, I'm pretty pumped because that, like, everything—the whole package—looks so amazing. The way that, like, they did it, like, his face is in the dude. Uh, porthole, and then it's not. Like, and then the back, amazing. the way
0: it, it looks, it has like the subway. Um, mm. The the subway. With like, standing there, like, did you miss your car? Yeah, dude. I, I love it. I, yeah. It's so cool. Um,
1: I can't wait to get my hands on it.
0: Amazing stuff, and Anthony's a, a hell of a guy, and he was a great interview. I can't remember what uh, episode which episode it was. Yeah, yeah, it was a handful ago. Um,
1: it's funny because <clears throat> when we spoke to him, you were, like, giving me a hard time. Like, yeah, you don't even have a vinyl, you <laughs> idiot.
0: <laughs> well, now... You, I have it now. I'm going to have it, Anthony, You found so. solace, yep. so you, you made it. How about you, bud? Um. So I got randomly, I thought it was spam at work. I got this, like, $45 Amazon gift card. Dude, you got spammed. So I, and it came from my human resources person, so I emailed her, and I said, hey, is, was this spam? And she goes, no, you get a, a $45 gift card if you do an annual well visit with your doctor, which I just did two weeks ago.
1: You're going to wake up missing a kidney. <laughs>
0: The hitch is, one organ not of my choosing is removed. No, so At I, any time we choose. <laughs> so they give you, you know, like fifty bucks for going to the doctor as yeah. a wellness incentive. That's pretty nice. Yeah, so it was, it was great. So I had a little little credit there. So I I was gonna snag uh, missing Halloween four and five on Blu-ray. Uh, Whoa! So I was gonna pick them both up because the the season's you know quickly gonna be upon us here, uh, but four is not available for some reason. So I I grabbed five. So, that's that sucks. Is four is not I available?
1: I know, and four is like how much was five? Five is the only one I don't have. Oh, really? It was like fourteen ninety nine. It's like ten bucks. Yeah, it's like a hair too too high for part. Like, listen, I, I love is part of desire. <laughs> but when I see like a fourteen dollars price tag for Halloween
0: five, and it doesn't really have hmm. special features either. No, it's yeah. like it's just like the base Blu ray. Yeah, for sure. Um...
1: Dude, 7.99. <laughs> That's my limit. I, I'm not going to own it until it goes down.
0: You're going to wait till like, like uh, when Amazon buys Walmart and Walmart's like all the Walmarts go out of business in like 24 years, you're going to get it out of a bin.
1: By then I'd like to think I have some sort of screen factory box set in my hands by then, but yeah.
0: All right. Um what about, uh, so we cover, uh, we hit it all. I think we're good, man. we got some shout-outs to give, though, before we get yeah, started we here. we We need to uh, welcome a new patron. So, uh, Jillian from The Smell of Fear, who was just on our most recent episode, episode uh, 43. Um, she, uh, <laughs> A, was an amazing interviewee. B. So good. Has an amazing brand. And C., uh, if we didn't love her enough, she joined our Patreon, and she's now a patron. So, Jillian, welcome to the to the crew. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, part of the fam now, Jillian. Uh, like it or not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we love you. Thank you. Um, dude, ama- she was such a great time.
0: Yeah, just so, so good talking to her, and she just had a lot of fun insight. So we, we covered alien horror, so um, please make sure you check out The Smell of Fear uh, brand uh, the, the horror candles that she makes and our most recent episode with her if you missed it was also a lot of fun
1: yeah if you love high quality candles and you love horror uh, which I hope you do if you're listening to this podcast uh, you like there's honestly no better site no, than her site. Like there you can scroll that fucking thing for an hour and be like oh jeez how did I miss this candle
0: I have 150 less dollars now because I bought so many candles <laughs>
1: oh this Cujo candle that smells like dog hair and saliva yes
0: um, so we also just want to thank everyone who participated in our flash sale, uh, for our merch. Uh, we did a $13 tease for Friday 13th. So we, we sold a bunch of those. So we were hard at work this morning with the kids packaging those up and doing some, uh, hand drawn, um, pictures, uh, from the kids to accompany those. So thank you, uh, everyone that picked one up. We, uh, we appreciate that. If you don't have a shirt and you want to get one, you can go to horrordads.com. Uh, we got a lot of merch on there also links out to our patreon Uh, you can head to patreon.com slash horror dads we have a five dollar tier and a ten dollar tier um and uh please consider following us on our social channels at horror dads and giving us a review on apple podcast um
1: five stars of course, would be
0: excellent and it just helps people you know other horror lovers find us which would be great um two other quick things We collabed yesterday with uh, another podcast called Watch No Evil. So they had us on to talk about the faculty, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Two
1: more great dudes that we got to meet uh, because of this wonderful podcast. Um, Two guys we would have never chatted with otherwise. And we got to watch the faculty and discuss it with them. And it was a great time.
0: Yeah. And uh, intellectual guys uh, really intelligent conversation it was a lot of fun so we we enjoyed doing that for sure
1: yeah i think the one guy matt was uh he's finishing up his phd for music composition yeah yeah so
0: really really no slouch yeah exactly (laughs) um and then uh another shout out to our buddy matt bowman uh who's a uh become a good friend of ours through this podcast but his uh he started a podcast a couple months ago called the championship horror podcast uh, they just released a new episode yesterday where they rank the Friday 13th films and do some trivia, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, those guys are a lot of fun. And, and Matt, we love you, buddy, and, and thank you for sending us, um, sending us what you sent us. Uh, he sent us some creepy co-gift cards, so we just appreciate you, man, uh, very much. Yeah, man,
1: thank you so much. With everything going on in your life to think of us, it you know, means a lot.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it. But with that, you want to get at it, man?
1: You want to talk about some teachers? Dude, I'm packing my backpack and my juice boxes, and I'm ready to go. Hey, driver! Hey! Hey, driver, that was my stuff. Driver, that was my stop.
0: <laughs> so bring us in, set the scene, man. Like, bring us to school. Billy Madison us here.
1: All right, so the night before, you're sleeping. You wanna be sleeping, but you're up all night, riddled with anxiety. Which teachers will I have? Which friends will I make? Or won't? Roll into school the next day?
0: Greeted by Mrs. Love. (laughs) All right, here we go. Mrs. Love taught our parents. Our parents still have the scars. Uh, Not happy with this, but... um, All right, so we're going to volley back and forth. We each picked... uh, five teachers that we're going to cover. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about the film and a lot of bit about the teacher. So who wants to go first? You want to go first, man?
1: Yeah, I think I do. I'm going to go to uh, the year 1999, the year I graduated high school. You old bastard. Old fuck. Uh, The name of the movie is Teaching Mrs. Tingle. All her life, Leanne Watson has done the right things. Her only ticket out of town is the one scholarship that goes to her school's top student. All she needs is an A in history. There's just one problem. The history teacher. Mrs. Tingle, she hates me. She hates everyone. She even hates me. Whenever I walk in the room, she's lying in wait, just ready to rip skin and draw blood. What is this? Oh, just Tingle's final exam. Tempting, isn't it? My dreaded, terrible teacher, of course, is the Mrs. Tingle, played by Helen Mirren. Uh, This was Kevin Williamson's directorial... It was was his directorial debut. I think this was the first movie that he wrote, right? But it got held up by a bunch of, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Politics or whatnot. Um, So, yeah, he actually turned down directing uh, The Faculty, which he pretty much wrote, uh, to focus directing on this one.
0: Um,
1: This is Helen Mirren in a role that, you know, it seems weird that she's in this movie, right? Yeah, it does. So she's a terrible, she's a history teacher who's pretty shitty. Uh, she gives a terrible grade to Leanne, who is the fucking razor uh, <laughs> student, uh, played by Katie Holmes. She, uh, Mrs. Tingle, takes like sinful delight in tormenting her students, uh, especially Leanne and her friends. It seems like uh, you know she holds. Uh, The principal of the school, like, she holds over his head that he's an AA, and she, like, catches him drinking. So uh, she's just, like, a, you know, a shady, conniving woman. Yeah, Yeah, and she enjoys having stuff over people and uh, sort of having control of situations. So she's just, like, a, I I think, kind of a hard person to like in general. Yeah. Um, But when it comes to having her as a teacher, can you imagine what a nightmare that would be?
0: Dude. And the original title for this movie was what? Killing Killing Mrs. Tingle. Killing right? Mrs. Tingle, yeah. Yeah. So you can tell the intent of uh, of everyone's attitude toward this personality, right? If that's the uh...
1: yeah. No, exactly. I mean, they they kind of spell out what we're going to be doing to this teacher. <laughs> um, so she finds a stolen. Our our one of our main guys, Luke, steals a test to try to get the answers for the final exam. Uh, he tosses it into Leanne's backpack where Mrs. Tingle finds it. Uh, so she threatens to expel Leanne. The only choice Leanne really has is uh, to tie her up with the help of her friends, tie her to a bed. Only uh, only
0: reasonable choice that you
1: have. Yeah. A lot of hijinks ensue. Uh, Mrs. Tingle keeps her kind of shithead nature throughout the whole thing, right? She's trying to control a situation even tied to a bed. Yeah. Uh, by manipulate, manipulating the characters and uh, trying to get them to do her will. So she's a shady, shitty kind of person throughout the whole movie. Uh, terrible goddamn teacher. So that's my first pick, bud.
0: So w- what uh, what was your relationship with this movie when did you first see it?
1: I actually saw this one, uh, I don't know, maybe five years ago. It's pretty late in life. I, I didn't oh, catch really? it when it came out. Yeah, even though it was in high school, I think it just like flew under my radar.
0: I was just gonna, I was gonna say, did it hit you like before? Well, you went into the military after um, high school, so you wouldn't have had it prior to college anyway. Yeah,
1: and I didn't have the love affair with horror then that I do now. You know, so it's yeah. not like uh, every new movie that came out, I'd go and see. Just like
0: so, this came out for, for me like right as I was going into to high school, because I graduated two thousand five. Um, so, and I remember so your your wife, my sister. Um, she and I watching this in the living room. Um, this and this certainly, this is not a straight up straight up horror film, right? Like it's more horror adjacent. Yeah, um, I mean, absolutely. And uh, I just remember watching this with both my sister and my cousin, and um, this being one of those things that was like, oh, I can I can really get into this uh, this lifestyle, right? And and I remember them being so into it, and it was just like there was a lot of buzz around this movie because of us being the age of the characters, you know.
1: Yeah, and Katie Holmes was pretty huge at the time. Oh, dude, um, she was and, like Dawson, you know, Dawson's... Yeah. yeah. And again, Helen Mirren, uh, just a name like that kind of resonates pretty heavily with a lot of people, so... Yeah. Having her name attached. And uh, Kevin Williamson at that point could do no wrong, still can't,
0: so... This is yeah. the only movie he's he's directed. I just just looked.
1: Yeah, I, I, I remember hearing him say that... Um, he did not like doing both, and after directing, he
0: realized he's not a director, uh, and then he just enjoys writing. So, Didn't you say you were looking on IMDb, and someone was like, Helen Mirren is too talented to be in this film, or something like that? Yeah, yeah.
1: It was a, a real put-down to the movie.
0: Oh. Well, Helen, I like did a great movie. job, yeah. and Kevin, you did a great job, too. So, yeah, good one.
1: Jeffrey Tambor makes an appearance. Does it- Oh fuck! Yeah, he's, he's the in one that movie. she's banging. He's like the gym teacher, or whatever. <laughs> Dude,
0: little comment. Oh, he's the coach. Too. He's the coach. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to mine.
1: Yeah. All right. So your first choice.
0: So we're going back in time a little to 1985 to a Stuart Gordon film called Reanimator. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. He's brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the 6 to 12
1: minute barrier. I've conquered brain
0: death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. But lately, they're getting out of (laughs) hand. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the
1: dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue.
0: What are you thinking? How do you feel? You. you? So, um... Quick synopsis of reanimator. We actually just did a uh, watch-through of this on our Patreon. Uh, but, uh... After a new an odd medical student arrives on campus. um, A very dedicated local and uh, his girlfriend become pretty involved in uh, some bizarre experiments uh, centering around the reanimation of dead tissue. Uh, So basically when your fucking creep creep new student uh, is waiting outside on your front porch asking if he can move in with you uh, then kills your cat and jabs him with uh, ectoplasmic Kool Aid, uh, it comes back to life, and that's pretty much what happens in Reanimator. Re- but the character I'm going with here is a uh, Dr. Carl Hill, <laughs> who's pre- played by a uh, uh, by David Gale. Um, so this is the uh, suave older doctor man who has a relationship, you know, with the Dean, um, Barbara Crampton's. Uh, uh, the daughter of you know the the head mofo in charge and this guy is like the 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 capo for him like he's the the lead doctor in the yeah. in the school right so right. he's got a super tight uh this this guy has a super tight relationship with the the guy in charge and he's um like good looking older dude he uh he's real brash and he um you know, he's just a dick. His like teaching method, he's a dick when he's in there and Herbert West is challenging him and like he doesn't want to be challenged and he does not entertain the idea of like uh, creative or three-dimensional thought. Uh, so he, he puts people in their boxes. Um, not only that, but uh, once he loses his head, uh, he tries to go down on uh, Barbara Crampton. Uh, so that fucking <laughs> happens. Uh, so... Ugh. He's a pest when he's whole, and when he's in two pieces, he's also a pest. Even more so. Uh, even more so because uh, he's not—he's not a good guy. No, not, he's not—not not a good guy. And he's wearing that fucking like that—that that, like uh, scrub head. Uh, yes, like it's like a like a wrap around his head. Um, yeah, like he just came out of surgery. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's always sparring with students that disagree with him, and. Um, he just won't die. little bastard just won't die. I hate this guy. Yeah. You know what's funny is He's by, the, hateable. <laughs> by the end
1: of the movie, you're just like,
0: ugh. Got like,
1: what are you doing?
0: All right, man. Why don't you head to your next one? All right, so
1: we're heading to Cherry Falls.
0: I remember the story like this. It was a dark and scary night, kind of like tonight. <laughs> 25 years ago, a horrible crime was committed in the town of Cherry Falls. Now. You haven't heard about Rod and Stacey? Did they break up? Break up! Wake up! They're dead! Rod! What their parents hid
1: in the past. Nobody has seen or heard of her for over 25 years. Mom, do
0: you know anything about a woman named Laura Lee Sherman? No. ...is haunting the present.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. So this one was also... It wasn't 99, it was 2000. Uh, But this one kind of got ripped up uh, by the NPAA because of Columbine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where it was like, no, you can't. You just can't now. Sorry. Terrible timing for your movie. Uh, So you're going to have a straight-to-USA release. Uh, The Channel USA. That's where this movie premiered. So pretty terrible luck uh, they got cut up. But I actually love this movie.
0: You um, can tell when you watch it, though. It's like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, you, know, you can tell like there's something. Yep. And, yeah, for sure. It's like, I'm missing something. Did I miss mm-hmm. a, a sequence?
1: You know what's funny is I actually, the first time I watched it, I didn't love it. Um, it's grown on me now, To It holds a special place in my heart. But, yeah, I could notice all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the teacher in question here is... Uh, Leonard Marliston, who is the English teacher, and he is played by the comedian Jay Moore, who's a great comedian, great yep. actor, goddamn terrible teacher.
0: Why? It's always the English teachers.
1: Yeah. It is. And he's like, here's the thing is like, yes, spoiler alert here, right? Is that okay? Can yeah, we just. Spoil. We're going to spoil. Um, Jay Moore is the killer. Um, he the thing is is he's not even a good I don't find him to be a good teacher not like okay he's a killer sure but like Brittany Murphy like he the relationship he has is so icky with the students you know like when you're watching you're just like ugh he doesn't even come off as a red herring because you're like this guy's just a goddamn pipsqueak he's not killing anyone
0: (laughs) Uh, a pipsqueak ugh yeah
1: but yes he is killing he's wearing a wig he's a real creep he kills virgins only And it's because his mother was raped uh, by three men. One of them happens to be Brittany Murphy's father. Yeah, so Um, he's got
0: some vengeance to... Yes,
1: Brittany Murphy's the main girl. I don't know if I've mentioned this. Uh, So, yeah, so he's got some vengeance on his mind. Um, He, again, wears that creepy wig with the heels and, like,
0: oh man. Yeah, they do. They tap into some um, Norman Bates-esque... They do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, childhood trauma, sort of, sort of stuff. But yeah, this is a good pick, man. Um, and this movie really does. It's a, it it does feel disjointed, and um, it came at the very tail end of the, you know, the scream phenomenon, um, and it certainly was like designed to capitalize on, on that market. But uh, yeah, it, it misses the mark a little bit, just because I think it was so, um, cut up to your point by the MPAA. Yeah, but it does. It's like a. It's certainly a, a a, like school, back to school sort of feeling film. So if you, and this is a pretty under under uh, recognized one too. So if you've not seen this one, it's, it's certainly worth a watch.
1: Yeah, this is one I love to throw on when I get that nineties. Like every now and then, you get that you know that little aching in your bones for some some nineties horror. You know, I've seen
0: some fucking David Boreanaz For me, it's guy, when like, it you know? rains.
1: I don't know why. When I get a thunderstorm, I'm like, oh. give me 90s. Get like, I know what you did last summer, get it on. I don't care if it's February. If it's raining, I want it.
0: Dude, we'll get it on this week because it's going to rain a lot this week.
1: So, yeah, dude, I know it's been raining like crazy. Uh, but Cherry Falls is one that I kind of like when I've already cycled through all the, the big hits, you know. Uh, I kind of want to go to something a little bit different and off the map and I'll hit cherries, Cherry Falls.
0: Well, good pick, man. I thought so. Is that all you got on Cherry Falls? There, that's all I got. You all right. you
1: love this movie, right? You don't own it, I don't think.
0: I don't own it, and I don't know if I love it. I just <laughs> I haven't spent enough time with it, and I've only I've only really seen it like uh, maybe two or three times.
1: And with you not owning it, yeah. um, unless you have like a USA subscription that you <laughs> stream <laughs> stream Cherry Falls, I don't own that see how many uh, times. USA on demand yeah. uh,
0: subscription. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> alright buddy what's your number two alright my number two is a film that I've come to love we're also we're staying in the 90s here Um, and this is a film I've come to love because our buddies over at the Alone in the Dark podcast but I'm gonna go with uh, 1998 Disturbing Behavior directed by David Nutter
1: come sit down
0: this is Kathy hey Lorna Chug you know Robbie and Dickie Steven's new to the bay from Chicago.
1: You hate it here, don't you?
0: She's different.
1: The kids are strange. Hello. Hey. It's like they're always smiling. They're always happy. Kelly Connor said she saw Andy Efkin bite the head off a
0: kitten in a fit of rage.
1: They're brainwashed, lobotomized, programmed. They used to be my friends.
0: Gavin thinks some sinister
1: force is taking over the crate of a meathead. A sinister force? Oh, great pick. So you had never seen this movie until,
0: what, a few a few weeks ago? Yeah, it was a couple months ago. I yeah. watched it here with you. Um, yep. So I, you know, I've talked about this, talked about this uh, a few episodes ago, but I always resi- resisted this film because I thought it was not not a horror film. film. And... Uh, I just thought it was like a she's all that kind of movie. Honestly, like a dark she's all that. Okay, I was gonna say you thought this was a rom com. No, so I didn't think it was a rom com, but I thought it was like a a drama. Like uh, you know, I just I didn't think it was. A yeah, movie. I, I know what you mean. And then when I thought, when I started doing research on this and I saw David Nutter directed it, I was like, what have I been doing? Like, David Nutter directed so many X Files episodes, and this movie. Uh, I think Matty was the one that said, he's like, it is an episode of the X-Files, and it truly, truly is. Yep. Um, so, quick uh, quick rundown on Disturbing Behavior. Uh, it's uh, it's all about uh, a new kid uh, out in, uh, what is it, Cradle Bay, Washington? Yeah. Uh, he, he, he comes across uh, something sinister about the town's method of transforming its unruly teens into, you know, upstanding... Uh, citizens that are, you know, rule abiding, polite, organized, disciplined, uh, kids. But, uh, as you'll find, what's his name? Fucking Chug. Yeah,
1: they have some bugs that need to be worked out, <laughs> yeah.
0: no doubt. Their formula is a little, uh, defunct.
1: I think the doctor's, uh, learning as he goes on this process.
0: Yeah. So, uh, to love this movie for certain so the character i'm going to go with here so this is it's not a stretch um but it it's a little bit of a stretch uh a pick of mine so i'm going to go with actually gavin strick who's like our main guy right gavin strick played by um uh, nick stall i believe his name is oh our buddy from the beginning with the dog yes yeah. so he is legitimately like he represents the life cycle of this experience right because he is our voyeur in the beginning, uh, who's kind of like happened upon this strange experience. Uh, he's observed this uh, sinister encounter, and he kind of acts as like our not our moral compass necessarily, but like our our guide.
1: He's he, certainly the guide. He's a, like the Randy character,
0: no, no doubt. He he's Sharon, uh, who who guides you across the river sticks, right? Like yeah, he's he's just telling you how it is. Uh, and he he has that uh, Breakfast Club like uh, rundown moment in the cafeteria that you love so much. Um, oh God, do I love that scene! Yeah, and he's like he's he's the anti like he's the anti-establishment. He's the counterculture. He's the opposition. He's like running the uh, running the resistance. Um, but uh, he he eventually you know succumbs to transformation, um, and he, he becomes a square. You know. Uh, he becomes part of the team, hanging out at the yogurt shop. Hanging out at that fucking yogurt
1: shop. Yeah, uh, that he like hated. honestly just gag me with a spoon. <laughs> if that's where I'm hanging out at some point in my life, just fucking kill me.
0: <laughs> but so he ends up at this yogurt shop, right? And he's he's transformed. But uh, so long story short, like they they the whole crew like works hard to uh, to kill off the. Uh, the head manipulator in charge and like there you, you feel at the end like okay cool we found peace like everything's everything's good everything's cool but 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 gavin our boy at the end he is now a teacher okay and like the final i think it's the final scene of the movie mm. like he's in at the forefront of the classroom and then you see that red you know the the effect in his eyes to indicate like no nope, we're not done here we are not done here yeah, they do that scene where uh, the guy's
1: like, "Class, let me introduce you to your new uh, substitute teacher,"
0: and it's him. Yeah, he turns around. Yeah, and uh, you know, we've got the charisma of uh, of uh, a character who's been through the whole gamut and can, you know, manipulate his way into whatever whatever he wants now. So that's who I'm going with.
1: Dude, great pick, um,
0: Gavin Strick.
1: I love that movie. I love the way that they kind of. Uh, make these characters kind of uh, like some of the most prominent characters they make them seem seem like unassuming you know like our janitor mm-hmm. our, our Kurt Vonnegut loving janitor so good yeah it's a good flick for sure I love it that's a great pick uh, Terrible Teacher I'm moving to um, another 2000 so two 2000s in a row uh, it's Urban Legends don't get too excited final cut.
0: I got a good story. Yeah, it's about a campus serial killer who murders eight students.
1: Urban Legends. They had this, like, creature on the wing of the plane.
0: (laughs) We've all told them.
1: True story, right?
0: We've all heard them.
1: You're going down. (gasps) Oh, God. God. Ready! Ready! doesn't you no know Jamie Lee Curtis, right?
0: But these students are daring. Urban Legend, Scene 6, Take 2. To film them. The
1: movie is about a serial killer whose murders are all based on urban legends.
0: That's pretty cool. There's this girl. She puts her hand down. And if her dog licks her hand, she knows everything's okay. When you said 2000, I was like, Urban Legend, not yeah. Urban Legend. Um, all right, so I love this movie. How about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're using that love word a lot tonight here, but
1: dude, I really am. I must be in the in the mood.
0: Yeah, you're you're loving. Uh, yes, I like this movie a lot, a lot more than.
1: Just say you love it, man. I love this movie, dude. It's Valentine's Day, <laughs> uh, so this movie is uh, about a film school um, and a bunch of kids that are competing to win the Hitchcock award yeah uh so they have to make the best movie they can and uh you know obviously people are gonna start getting fucking murdered right uh so this takes place in Alpine Film School um and our bad teacher is Professor Solomon who subsequently kills everybody um (laughs) he resents the fact that he didn't win the Hitchcock award back when he was a young tyke uh, a young aspiring filmmaker. Um, turns out that our uh, lead actress, who is uh, Jennifer Morrison, her name's Amy in the movie, She uh, her. it turns out her father was the deciding factor on who won the Hitchcock Award that year, and he voted against uh, Professor Solomon. So he wants to take it out on pretty much everybody and he tries to frame Amy there at the end to uh, make her look like the... uh, to make her the scapegoat. Um, And we have that cool scene at the end of the movie where... uh, What's her face from the... the the killer from the first movie? Where she wheels him out in his wheelchair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that movie's really fun. Professor Solomon is terrible. You know, if you're going to hold spite for that many years... Um, Over oh, not you're getting it. Uh, <laughs> pretty bad. Well, in all fairness, he could have been a famous filmmaker in Hollywood and he's a teacher now in, you know, wherever the hell they are. Alpine. Uh, I assume somewhere in California, right? Yeah. Even still, he's teaching and he's not famous.
0: Uh, that's a good pick. And I do respect the uh, the approach of that film because it, it is that kind of meta self aware. Sort of uh, presentation style.
1: Yeah, I do like that. They really, you know, they did something different. Um, yeah. Sure, we're still in school. We're still in college. Uh, we still have the campus. But you know, they changed it up. It, they added a whole new cast of characters who have their own thing going, which is, I, I don't know. Like I, I liked it. I like the film school uh, aspect. I like the beginning where you have that,
0: you know, that little false intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. The false start. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick, man. Very good pick. Um, all right, we can head to my next pick. So, do you, did you do any TV shows? I did. Okay, I'm it's gonna, coming next. I'm going to a TV show as well. Nice. So we'll, we'll knock both the uh, TV shows out here. So I'm gonna go with. This is like, I think when we were talking to Jillian, she was like, "I know, you could take my horror card because like I have this opinion." So this show, I think for both of us, like, take our horror card. Don't give a shit. We like it. Uh, but um, the Scream TV show uh, from 2015 to 2019 uh, is where we're heading next. Music on. Tyler?
1: You can't do a slasher movie as a TV series.
0: Slasher movies burn bright and fast. Nina, are you home? By the time the first body is found. It's only a matter of time before the bloodbath commences.
1: Say get a room, but I don't want the cleanup. You slept with Nina. No. I wonder how many people that listen to this, every time we mention it, they're like, ah, these goddamn guys
0: in this show. I've noticed on our uh, analytics that, like, it just, every time we uh, mention it, like, we drop, like... Oh, per mention, like... 70 listeners per... Gone. ...mention, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But but this show, I mean, it's completely a uh, MTV show, right? Like, it's not... There's no business, uh, you know, be, being up there in conversations with uh, uh, Stuart Gordon Films. Um, however, given our prompt, like, I've got a relevant pick here, okay? Um, so, the character of Seth Branson, played by uh, Bobby Campo, he, uh, he is... He's a shitbag. Okay, Ugh, just a creep. He... Dude... He's honestly a creep. He...
1: I mean, he's having sex with high student. students. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and, and, and multi- So he's got all these s- sorted past. A, he's a red herring, right, which doesn't do anybody any f- favors Like ever. the reddest of herrings. He's suave. He's got, like, great hair. He dresses well. Um, and he teaches uh, English, you know, uh literature uh, for se- uh, you know high school seniors or whatever or high school juniors and he is always like in tune with uh like gothic romance uh, and, and there's always this like reference and in his character it's it, it is kind of cool that he he kind of is like the parallel to the lit- to to the like the physical like literal parallel to the literary references within the film, uh, or within the show, which is kind of cool. Um, so they are able to extract like references to certain, um, you know, Gothic novels throughout the, the course of the show. Um, but his relationship with Brooke, uh, is real unhealthy. Uh, he's real, he's a real crusty, uh, crusty bucket of shit. We'll just go ahead and say that. Um. And he's untrustworthy, and he's red herring, and uh, after he gets busted, he continues to be, um, you know, a pain in the ass the following season.
1: Yeah, even in the second season, he's, like, pursuing Brooke. Yeah. It's like, come on, man.
0: Like, when they're at the movie theater, and uh, the killer cl- they yeah. kill cl- clowns from outer space is playing or whatever. Yeah. Um, is that a wolf? That's a coyote, dude. <laughs> yeah. Jamie lives next to this park, and we. It it sounds like people are fighting next door, but they're not. It's a. It's honestly a coyote. Why are your eyes getting big? Is also, there one behind me right now? No, but also the park. When you say park, that really downgrades what this is. Oh, it's like it's one like a national the, park almost. It's one of the largest metro parks like in the state, state of Ohio. Yeah, a state park, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Seth Branson, he's a fucking coyote.
1: Oof, dude, great pick terrible guy um the thing about him is he's just skeezy you know he's
0: skeezy yeah like if if one of my daughters told me like oh my favorite teacher is mr branson and i saw a picture of him in the yearbook i'd be like no we're moving tomorrow
1: you're going to private school
0: (laughs) we're like 20 seth branson's work (laughs) (laughs) yeah no doubt uh All right, man. Where are you heading next? Okay. TV show?
1: I can't believe it took me this long. We're going to the X-Files. Season 2, episode 14, Die Hand, Die Verletzt. Oh, dude. Uh, so this this episode I is, suck. Uh, I should have picked this, Yeah, but go dude, ahead. Yeah, you do suck. It. Get
0: in there. Um,
1: this is an episode about uh, a series of ritualistic murders that take place uh, in a small town. Uh, you find out that there's kind of a leader who's taking control of the occultists, um, and... Having them do, you know, murders and really creepy shit with one of the girls in school. Um, There's some uncomfortable subject matter in this episode. Uh, But our teacher in question is um, Phyllis Paddock, who plays our substitute teacher. Substitute science teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Played by Susan Blomart. Uh, This, she is so good in this. So fucking creepy. Like, she plays a really nice woman. A nice teacher. Yeah, like encouraging. Willing to help the students. Yeah, Yeah, you need extra help? Come by for some extra credit or uh, some extra study time. And then she reaches into the drawer to, like, put the papers in there, and we see her setting the papers on top of what? It's a a heart. heart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh, God. And uh, that's when we know that, like, she's probably our main baddie. That scene is so fucking so good, though. Yeah. Uh, I just love, like, the look on her face when she looks at the heart and... It's so good, and uh, she is not a good teacher, man. She is really strict. Even like when she's not like murdering, she's just like kind (laughs) of strict and like not a teacher I would want to have. On top of the murders, you know.
0: Yeah, dude. So, uh, Glenn Morgan and and uh, James Wong they wrote like so many, so many episodes. The first, uh, I think they wrote. And I think they even directed a few. But uh, I think this was the last one that they did uh, prior to leaving the show. um, Because they went on to do uh, another show. I think it was called, like, Space... Something Space Above and Beyond. I think it was... Hmm. Um, Sounds
1: like they should have stuck where they were, huh?
0: Yeah, that was not as successful as The X-Files. Yeah. That's for certain. Uh, But you can tell, like, the the Monster of the Week episodes, the fun, like, one-off ones, they were so instrumental in so many of those... Uh, and this is definitely one of them. And I just love like the, uh, the, the devil worshiper parody, uh, uh, like <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's almost like the insincere, uh, religious folk in this one are the ones that are being uh, parodied. So it's like, again, you, you, you talk about the idea of like, uh of being meta and like this, this episode kind of does that in a very cool and fun sort of way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, your, your teacher here, man, she's a, she's something else. And she, she's a pain in the ass and she's critical and, into, into the story. And she gets away. Yeah.
1: By the time they realize who it is, they come back and she gone.
0: That's what I do love about the X-Files is they won't hesitate to like, let that happen. And then like three seasons later, they'll bring them back. Yeah. Yeah. What? What animals are behind so we? Us right cer- now?
1: We certainly are listening to a coyote kill something. I, a child, dude.
0: Maybe. What the hell? Should we call the police? <laughs> my God, we're uh, we're just getting a little scared. Jamie yeah. and I are now sitting on the same uh, outdoor couch <laughs> next to each other. All right, so that was my number four, John. Okay, so I guess I'm on to my number four. Yeah. Yep. Okay. My number four is a film that we actually talked about a little earlier today um, at the onset here. It's a trick-or-treat from 2007 directed by Michael Michael Doherty. Yeah, Michael Doherty. Massacre. And he—he's uh, the man, dude. Michael You're going with Wilkins, aren't you? I'm going with Principal Wilkins. Is that you, Wilkins? <laughs> so uh, smells like a dead whore. Yes, that's that's the one in uh, only Principal Wilkins. Love it. Uh, but this is about the you know five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. Um, but one of the main characters that is interwoven to, to multiple of these stories is an uh, everyday, you know, high school principal who's got a, a secret life as a fucking serial killer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Totally normal. And he, he's in many of the uh, uh, installments. But who out of all these teachers that we're talking about, okay, out of all of them, has the stamina in one day... To drug an unsuspecting child, kill the child, bury the body, carve their head with their son, then Ugh. go out on the town, kill a woman in an alleyway, and then go party with some werewolves. Like, who? Who? Dude. He's the only one. He's taking his centrum, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he certainly is taking his centrum. But I think he's, like, he legit is the only one uh, that, you know that goes to that many different layers. So he should not be around children. He should not be in any sort of, you know, educational role of any kind anywhere ever. And he should not be allowed to have a child of his own. Well, he's, he, he did the disturbing behavior, uh, kind of like full circle, full cycle thing because his kid is, uh, is on his way to being the exact same way as Papa. Yes, for sure.
1: Yes. Don't forget to help me with the eyes.
0: Ugh. A creepy sentence. Ugh. Well, I I just got to chill thinking about it. And also, whatever's being killed in the woods out there, uh, it's also making me. They're losing their eyes. Whatever's getting eaten. Ugh. It's worrisome. All right, man. What's your number five here? All right, so we're
1: going to wrap it up with a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge, Coach Schneider. Someone is coming back to Elm Street. He is not friendly. He is not patient. Kill for me! And he is not a welcome visitor. No! 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 No. But he has something terribly special for the new kid on the block. It started to happen again. Dad! I'm in trouble. You've had some scary dreams. Uh,
0: hit the showers, dirt
1: balls. Hit the showers. Uh, played by Marshall Bell. He's the dickhead coach who tortures students for the fun of it. Um, particularly Grady and Walsh. Uh, he's a gym coach of Springwood High. And he is just a prick. Uh, he's one of those coaches that you absolutely would not want. And uh, he, he will make you run laps and do push-ups for fun until... Uh, He's done looking at you, your, your little tush, push up and down.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he frequents, you know, S&M bars um, on, the, on his time off. And then when he finds his students he there, he makes them come back to the school and run laps and then go take showers. Yeah, uh, and then
1: he's going to come and whip you with uh, the jump rope. He also smokes in the office. Well, back in the 80s, everybody did, John. Yeah, but he's a gym teacher. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Bad for the lungs. Bad for the lungs. He smokes in the office. Uh, <laughs> and when uh, when Jesse gets hit with the the pop up, and he goes out. When he asks him if he's okay, he's like, "You okay? <laughs> Pay attention next time." <laughs> like, mm. uh, such a debilitating thing to happen to a high school kid, right? Like, dude. Oh man.
1: But he gets his in the end, there, doesn't he? He certainly does. Um, I love that scene with all the balls and everything flying around. Uh, it's a pretty fun scene. It's also pretty, like, ugh, Jesse in the shower. and
0: It's a gratifying, uh, like, we always talk about the idea of being, like, culpable because you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, like, that character yeah, yeah, died. Like, yeah. he, he's one that you're certainly rooting against.
1: You know, it's like, I would throw a basketball at his head, you know?
0: <laughs> so... A, a, like a chest pass. Fuck him. He, gets, he gets what he deserves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, that's a good one, <laughs> a man. A chest pass. <laughs> yeah, like a, a hard, firm chest <laughs> pass. Um, all right. I am also going to wrap up my pick with... Uh, with a coach? With a coach, yes. Oh. But we're going to go to 1998, to a film we talked about last night with our new friends... Uh, called The Faculty, directed by Robert Rodriguez.
1: No more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks.
0: The students at Harrington High
1: have always suspected their teachers were from another planet.
0: Is this going to be on the test?
1: This is the test.
0: This time, they're right. Mm. God, I love this movie, dude. I just love it. So when Casey Connor, Harrington High School's, you know, newspaper photographer, w- <laughs> I'm just kissing the movie. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were kissing the uh, muskrat that's being uh, attacked <laughs> by a coyote behind us. Uh, but when Casey Connor, Harrington High School's uh, newspaper photographer, witnesses the murder of a school nurse. Uh, and then sees her alive again a couple minutes later. Shit comes off the rails, and he decides to investigate the bizarre happenings. But where does our movie start? Our movie starts with the fucking offspring palm muting their song, The Kids Aren't Alright, as the football's sailing through the air. And who other than... (laughs) T-1000 coach joe willis played by our buddy and former x-files star robert patrick so good he's that guy's great dude in that opening scene his interaction with the entire team and he's like you gotta feel the pressure closing in on you then you get rid right of the rock and he's like <laughs> fucking like throw throwing the football at yeah, him he's really hyped up oh dude and he's like running around uh He's even pissed at the sprinklers, like, trying to keep them from yeah. spraying water. They don't tell you this, but I
1: think he's been doing some scat. Dude, oh, most certainly. Yeah, he's been abusing it.
0: I feel like he eats, like, wood chips for breakfast, like, out of anger. Like,
1: Yeah, he's one of those guys who, like, shits at the same time every day. What, <laughs> dude? 3 p.m., gotta shit. Yeah.
0: Uh, and it's ironic, too, like, the way the film starts, because he's, like, trying to keep the water from spraying out. And then later, he wants all the water, right? Yeah. Uh, but, again, he's our red herring. He's the one that has uh, this, like, vast uh, and disturbing character arc because he's this, like, animated uh, anti-hero uh, prick bag uh, that you, you know, are certainly rooting against, you know, the majority of the film. Uh, and then he becomes this, like, passive, like, it's his, his demeanor when he's, like, taken over by the alien. Like, when he becomes passive, it's kind of confusing and you're worried because it's off-putting because... You know, like Zeke comes in and is like, hey, or not Zeke. Uh, Stan's like, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not playing tomorrow. And he says that thing where he's like, "Ah, yeah, my star quarterback comes in and says he's not playing the day before the big game. There's something up with that. Stan <laughs> will miss you. And you're like, what the hell? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, his character is uh, v- very hateable, um, but super well acted. And he's a. Uh, He's
1: a bad teacher. Yeah, and it's so fun to watch him uh, progress just as the baddie because, like, he's always just smiling like a goddamn creep. Oh, like, dude. during one of my favorite scenes, that, like, football montage. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. When they're just infecting the other team the whole time. love when people are. And on, there's just yeah. fireworks going off. and. Yep. We don't need no education. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, that scene there like he has a devilish smile they cut to him at one point and it's
0: just like ugh but he's like giggling when the the kid gets close exactly lined. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who was on your short list man who giggling didn't, with delight who didn't make the cut that you were considering hmm I don't know
1: have to save that for round two maybe
0: yeah I had a couple like the teacher from Friday 13th part 8
1: <laughs> oh yeah now that guy's a you scumbag. pass yeah. That guy is
0: a scumbag, for sure. Yeah. Um and then I was really looking to pick a a teacher from the movie cutting class with Brad Pitt. But uh
1: Oh my god. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, oh yeah. I don't I don't even know what to say about it. <laughs> I I have to I hated Brad Pitt so much in that movie.
0: That beginning sequence when he's like going down in the car and he like almost hits that kid on the tricycle and then he says to the mom he's like same time tomorrow it's like yeah. fuck
1: you Brad oh I hate I just hated and like the fact that he ended up being the hero to that movie yeah oh it pissed me off I fuck that movie he's got a big arc buddy big big character I wanted arc. to like it so much more than I did oh but you know that may be one of those where in three years from now I'm like. Oh, yeah. Cutting class. Got uh, it on Blu-ray.
0: Cutting class tattoo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, we've got another fun episode primed. We're going to be interviewing um, an incredibly talented graphic artist uh, named Oliver Barrett, uh, who is from the Cleveland area originally. We didn't even know that when we started talking to him, but uh, I actually uh, played a show with his band, one of my old bands, which is really cool. Whoa. Crazy. Uh, so we're we're pumped to, to have him on. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm excited to interview another graphic artist. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, it has been a minute. Uh, but yeah, anything specific you want to leave us with, Jamie, other than like a muskrat being uh, impaled behind us that we can hear happening in the woods?
1: There is certainly something going on back there. Uh, no, man, but I want to um, welcome everybody back to school. Uh, it's coming up. Our kids go back Thursday, right? Well, mine does. Yeah. You're, you're you go back next week? The 27th is our first day. Oh, so we're okay. two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So ours start Thursday. So they give them a little, like, two day intro, and then they get the weekend to kind of buffer and yeah. come back. So, yeah, we are going. You guys are going to be going soon um, if you have kids um, or if you're in college. So, uh, hopefully, you don't get a shitty teacher like uh, we presented tonight.
0: Yeah. Uh, have fun. Stay safe. Be well, and we love you guys. Study hard.